This is why we have the best fans in the world. Quickly before the episode begins, I wanted to insert a little clip explaining what is happening with the episodes and why I haven't uploaded. Um, I have been very busy over the month of June. I went home from my family for two weeks, and um, probably a lot of you have experienced that, but when you're home with your family, um, it's not a lot of downtime, and I was only there for two weeks, and I hadn't seen them in five months, and... I spent like all my time with them. I also got sick multiple days. Um, but yeah, and the episodes that I had to put up were editing jobs that were going to take me a really long time. Unlike the episode that's happening now, which is pretty quick editing because there's no uh, clips that I have to insert or different complicated things I have to like take out or delete or whatever. Um, so this episode that's coming out today is going to be episode 139, even though 137 and 138 haven't been released yet. I could go and change all the numbers around, but I'm not going to do that because we've already recorded and I've said all the numbers. So pretty much is what's going to happen is just these three episodes are going to be out of order because I want to get an episode out there and I still haven't edited the other episodes because it's going to take me a while and I'm very busy with my dissertation and stuff. So pretty much what's happening is the Carolina episode and the fun and games episode that Lucia and I recorded a couple weeks ago are not going to be coming out until after this episode. Um, so uh, the numbers are just going to be all out of order. Um, but if you stick with me, you'll eventually get all those episodes. It's just going to take me a while to edit those ones. Um, so yeah, this episode is going to be 139. I hope you enjoy it. And um, the other episodes will be out soon. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Steph. And this is our 139th episode of Talk Direction. And I am welcoming Steph or Stephanie here today as a special guest. Welcome to Talk Direction. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well today. So the weather is nice. I've had a productive week. That's so good. Good. That's really good. Yeah, this weather, the weather is so nice here in England, but in my apartment, because there's no air conditioning in the UK, um, it's very hot and I have to turn off my fan for recording. So I'm sweating as I record this, but that is okay. Sure. We'll, we'll just power through that yes exactly <laughs> power through the sweat um for anyone who's confused i've had another stephanie on the show before this is a different stephanie so you've never been on the show before um so this is your first talk direction experience um but you've been listening to talk direction for a while right when did you start that i think um <clears throat> should have been summer last year sometime i remember the specific episode I listened to was, I don't think it was from last summer, but it was the um, Talk Direction and Feminism episode, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't um, know when, which because we had a lot of feminism, feminism episodes. I wonder, like, which one that was. Um, I'm not sure. 
Um, yeah, I guess one, one last summer, I'm trying to remember, but yeah, that's cool that you listened to that one and it made you want to keep listening and we didn't completely screw it up. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I went back through most of the old episodes, I think. So. <clears throat> oh, nice. Yeah. I feel like some of the feminism ones, I was very like, it was stressful to do because it was hard to like, um, like say things in it's just hard to speak about things you really care about and things that like are really important where you need to be educated on them and sometimes I didn't feel as educated as I should have been so like trying to put things into words like maybe you understand it but in order to teach someone else or talk about it in an educated way it's even like more challenging um but I think those episodes were were good ones as well um where are you from, Stephanie? Because you have an accent and maybe the listeners can't tell. I do. I do indeed. I'm from Germany, from the west of Germany. Nice. And and are you there now? I'm here now, yes. So we, we also do have the heat wave. It has reached yes. Germany. I always wonder about that, like, because Europe is, like, the countries are a lot smaller than, like, in the U.S., a lot of Europe just all gets the same weather at the same time. Um, which, like, weather in the U.S., I mean, I guess, like, the Northeast will get similar weather, but it's weird that there's a whole bunch of countries that experience the same weather, um, rather in the U.S., it's just, like, the U.S. Um, okay, so, let's go through these questions, the little intro questions that get to introduce you to the listeners. The first one I have is, when did you get into One Direction and Why? Um, I was I was one of the people I think who was quite late mm-hmm. to the party. Um, I think it was either at the very very end of 2015 or very early on in 2016. So it was definitely after couple karaoke had happened mm-hmm. because that is the first thing that I kind of actively went out and um, so, and, and and watched. Yeah. Just with the intention of watching a One Direction thing. What an amazing thing to come in on, though. Like, going and watching that, being, like, the first videos you, that you watch for One Direction. Like, that's a good one for that to be the intro one. It really is. It was cl- it was quite glorious. And I, yeah. I, I did spend, I think, the most of the weekend after that watching more stuff and just going down the, down the YouTube. Yep. <laughs> it's how it always happens. Every time we have someone on the show, they're like, and then I went into the YouTube rabbit hole and, like, watched every single video. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Um, and what, when, how did you get into them? Like, just you, you found them and just started watching the YouTube videos? I mean, I, I knew about them from pretty much the beginning beginning maybe 2012 ish but I don't think it was really my kind of music at the time because Mm -hmm. I think I was listening to a lot of musical theater at the time and Mm -hmm. that didn't match um but I'm not even sure why I watched couple karaoke maybe because a friend of mine had I think she had recently at that time gotten into One Direction and she was talking about that and for some reason I thought oh I should I should just watch that yeah i'm not even sure um but after that and after then going on that on that youtube binge i think at the beginning of 2016 then i was kind of thinking about just finding some new music yeah something along those lines and i thought oh i remember that 
One Direction video and all these other videos that I watched, and I should probably get their get their albums. Yeah, so. oh, that's so great. Um, I I find it interesting that you say like you feel like you were later to the game with with One Direction and becoming a fan because I was saying to Kara the other day um, that like I always felt that like we weren't in the beginning like you know. I mean, Kara became a fan before me, but I became a fan at, like, the end of 2012. And I always felt like I was, like, coming in later as a fan. But but that probably was, like, you know, back in, like, 2013, where a lot of the fandom had been fans before. But now, because it's been so many years since then, like, definitely 2012 is more of an early time to, like, get into One Direction. And so many of our listeners, even... Um, when they tell their story, it's like they came in and like after the boys broke up or like after Zayn left the band. And I find that really interesting, like that a lot of the fandom is not made up of people that like were there from like right in the beginning. Um, so I think you're in good company. Yeah, I, th- I think that's interesting that you now have, I mean, you had that before, but you have that more extensively now stages mm-hmm. of when you got into it. So as you were saying, after Zayn left, after the hiatus, after and you can kind of categorize fans based on based on that and based on the experiences they went through. So I, I never had that emotional reaction to Zayn leaving. I never right. had that emotional reaction to um, the hiatus. So I'm fine with that, with that, basically. That's so interesting. Yeah, because that was just such a huge thing. Like, both of those moments were so big. But for some people, like, they weren't even in One Direction. So, like, into One Direction then. So it wasn't, like, something that they went through. That's true. I mean, I do remember um, when Zayn left the band, I did see that on Twitter and I, I was I was looking at that and thinking, well, I, I feel very sorry for everybody. Who's yeah. That. Yeah. And then you were became part of the fandom. That is true. Um, OK, so what's your favorite One Direction song? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty I'm, I think I'm the same as most people that I don't know. But I have categories mm-hmm. that we could could each could like pick and then see which song would be the one in that category. So like songs I love that I never listened to or um, songs that I haven't listened to in such a long time. And what mm-hmm. the heck, this is so good. Yeah. So what and, are some of your favorites then, or like ones that you'd put up there if you don't have, if you're not choosing? Yeah. I mean, I think. Um, Kind of a bunch of favorites would be I love Temporary Fix mm-hmm. because it's the Nile song from the album. Um, I love Diana. That's a go-to. I listen to that a lot. Um, no Control. Mm-hmm. So kind of the up-tempo ones. Yeah, um, those are all like, I feel like those fit in a really like similar genre, those three. Um, they do. They yeah. do. Um, Where Do Broken Hearts Go? That's, mm-hmm. that's, if nothing works, that's going to work. <laughs> yeah, I like those choices. I respect those choices. Um, at least you didn't say like illusion or something (laughs) so do you have like any really um like favorite 1d memories or i guess when the boys are solo as well yeah i was gonna say um well i don't have any 1d memories as such um i think my favorite thing in general is actually just um all the people i've met Mm. over the past like two years because of this yeah um so even kind of our like Twitter podcast community, our kind of small group. Yeah. Um, so that I think is one of my favorite kind of favorite things. And 
I mean, if I had to pick something more specific, I would probably say um, the second Nile concert I went to in Dublin earlier this year, mm-hmm. because um, usually when I go to concerts, a lot of the time, or not a lot of the time, but quite a few times, my brain kind of has 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 a hard time staying present mm. in the moment during the concert and not kind of spacing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this moment during the Dublin show in March, where I was just sitting there and I thought, mm, I'm just going to close my eyes. And I sat, them, sat there for about half a minute maybe, or maybe a minute, and just with my eyes closed and just listening to the music. Oh. And... I mean, just having everything else blocked out mm-hmm. was so interesting. And then after that kind of 30 seconds or whatever, then the, then opening my eyes and having the visual kind of rush mm-hmm. back in and then ha- really having this feeling of being there and being present. And like, that is, is so cool. I wish I had more concerts where I could try that out because I feel like that would be really like an intense feeling, both like, being able just to like focus on the sound and then like you said that rush of the visual when you open yeah. your eyes that is really cool everyone else should try that if you're still going to concerts of the boys or any other concert i guess and that especially since we don't do that don't want to miss the visual mm-hmm. so it's an interesting experiment yeah that that is really cool um okay next question so you said, I guess you were saying you don't really have any sad feelings about the boys going solo. So then what are you sort of enjoying most about the, the solo era? And like, f- who's your favorite, like, artist in the solo era? And are you enjoying it? Do you want 1D to get back together? Ooh, I mean, oh, I don't need them to get back together. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having the opportunity to see them together yeah. on stage again. So that would be great. But I don't need them to get back together and to the exclusion of kind of doing more solo work. So I mm-hmm. prefer the solo material, I think. And I mean, despite the fact that it's definitely kind of more money you have to spend because there is right. more, more stuff happening. I think it's also kind of a great thing to have more stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I mean, if I, if I had to, if I had to pick a favorite, I would have to pick Niall, but I usually argue it's a tie between Harry and Niall. Yeah. And why Niall? What, what, what does it for you for him? I I don't even know. I mean, I think the musical style is if I had to pick again, is is more kind of up my street than Harry's. I mm-hmm. do like. I mean, while I do love what Harry does, and I do especially love kind of the attention to detail that he has and the nuance he has and mm-hmm. all that that creates this life sounding, like effect of the album specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think it's interesting that he has these, what what I think, I, I call that at some point, um, sonically disruptive. Mm. So he has these moments. He, he doesn't let you get comfortable yeah. while listening to the album. And Niles is kind of the complete opposite. Definitely. So it's just this smooth element. There's nothing disruptive, nothing unsettling. It's just like a warm blanket or a warm hug. 
I feel like that's such a nice way to describe it. Because whenever I try to compare Niles and Harry's, I feel like I always diss Niles. I mean, I know I do. But like, I feel like you said it in a good way. It's just like sort of smooth and Harry's is more disruptive. Um, And I feel like that like puts it in a a good frame of good way to compare them because they are quite different in that sense. Um, So yeah, well, I will uh, approve of you liking Niles' music as your number two, even though... We all know that Harry is the best and will always be the best. But that is just one one gal's opinion over here. I mean, I don't disagree. So <laughs> I do love Harry, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, good. that's good. Um, okay, so I like that little introduction. I feel like the listeners will know you a bit more now going into this episode, which is going to be about a Nile song. On yep. my own. Very exciting. Um, but before we get into that, um, there's a couple news stories we wanted to talk about. Um, and Steph, you put these in here. The first one was Niall performing slow hands with Taylor Swift on her Reputation Stadium tour <laughs> at Wembley Stadium on June 22nd. So what do you want to say about that? Um, well, there's two, two things. One, um, basically... It's just that uh, after, I think after, yeah, after he um, uh, did the performance, um, he was asked about whether he would um, like to do a collab with her. And mm-hmm. as, you, as you would expect, if somebody asks you know, in public whether you want to collaborate with one of the biggest pop stars in the world, I mean, he said yes. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting thing. And I think that would be interesting if that actually were to happen. Yeah, that would definitely be cool. I want all the collabs. When artists get together and make songs together, I feel like it's just so fun because you get to see how like both of their styles come together and how their voices mix. I think you can get really cool results from that. That is true. But yeah, I thought just in general, like the, I, when I like watched the video, I thought that was so cool. And I love, I love that Taylor's still inviting guests on. I wish she like invited each of the boys on. Again, I am here for that hey, Harry Taylor collaboration. They need to go on and sing Two Ghosts together. If Harry went on Taylor's tour at some point and like performed Two Ghosts, I would just like, I don't know what I would do. Um, I bet they'd probably end up performing like Sign of the Times. But, I mean, if she invited Niall on, I'm not going to put it past her not to invite Harry on at some point. Like, her tour is just sort of getting started. So there's a lot more shows that uh, have potential for Harry to perform with her. And I think the internet would just explode if that happened. And I am, I'm here for it. Especially if it was two ghosts. Give me that version, please. It would sound so good as a duet. Uh, and Taylor, like, just has the perfect voice for that song as well. But... Yeah. I mean, there are so many U.S. states left, so this is definitely still an option. And Harry's tour ends, I think, what, the 15th? I keep saying the 11th, but that's just, that's not true. I think it's the 15th now. I think it's the 15th, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be off. So there's no excuse for him not to go to a Taylor show and perform. And, like, who would want to give up that opportunity? Like, that would just be so cool. Um, so let's hope that happens. I feel like they're on good terms. I want to pretend they are. I mean, Harry's not someone you could be on bad terms with. Um, so hopefully that could happen. I wonder if, like, if out of, like, Liam or Zane, would Zane go on? I mean, Zane, Zane is friends with Gigi and Gigi's friends with Taylor. 
think they're semi-friends. Zayn could go on. I don't know if he would enjoy that, though. I mean, they did a song together. Oh, I yeah! Mean, at, at one point, I was actually, not, not recently, but at one point, I was fairly convinced that it would be Zayn as a guest, if mm. there was a guest. Um, yeah, but, but I think the issue with would he actually want to go perform in front of 60,000 people yeah. for his kind of first official kind of... Yeah, that would be intense. Maybe Liam. I wonder if, I wonder if it's like why Niall got asked. Like, just maybe, maybe she knows him more. But I think Liam could do it too. Although Taylor sw- singing like Strip That Down would be kind of strange. Oh my god, yes. <clears throat> but, you know. That would be interesting. I mean, she would, she, she could pull that off. I mean, she would, she would make that great. So Yeah, definitely. So maybe we'll see, but I really did love Slow Hands and their version that they did together. Um, and it's so cool because Taylor is just such a huge artist. Um, and obviously One Direction has performed at Wembley before. So Niall getting to go back and perform at Wembley, even though it wasn't his own show, I think was pretty yeah. exciting. And maybe he will get to perform as a solo artist there. Um, but not many solo artists do because it's just such a huge venue and Taylor's playing stadiums. Um, and that's just really hard to, to fill that many seats. Um, but she definitely has the power. So I love getting, like having her invite on these smaller artists who might never get to experience such a huge crowd, um, and like getting to share that, um, which is cool. So yeah, exciting. Um, and I know they posted like behind the scenes pictures and Taylor is, does like documentaries for her tours and often, um, shows like the the sound checks and the practices when she invites special guests on like she has t- uh, camera crews film that um so maybe we'll get to see Niall on some of the behind the scenes which would be fun oh that would be great I mean I was I was kind of bummed out when I'm that I missed that because I did see the second show I did see her sing with uh, Robbie Williams oh so yeah yeah I did see that which I mean He's, he's, I mean, he's Robbie Williams, but to mm-hmm. me personally, I mean. Yeah, that would be great to have that on the, on the concert DVD. Yeah, way. you, sorry, you just cut out for a second there. What were you saying about Robbie Williams? Um, I just said that, um, I mean, he, he is Robbie Williams. So the performance was of course great when he showed up on the Saturday show uh, mm-hmm. to sing with Taylor. But it wasn't really my thing, so right, yeah. it was it was it was disappointing to have Miss Smile. Too it bad was it wasn't someone else coming on. Yeah, like at my show, Taylor didn't invite anyone on the stage at all. Um, but I I know because last tour she had someone every single time, which was cool. But that's probably pretty hard to keep up <laughs> having someone come on, having someone booked for every single tour date. Um, so now it's just like really a surprise if she brings someone on. Um, That's true. But yeah, that was a good discussion. Um, The other news story you have in here is the Horan and Rose charity event on June 23rd, which is um, Niall and Justin Rose put on a charity event, a golf charity event to raise money. Is it for what what is what are they raising money for? Um, It's for um, Cancer Research UK for kids and teens. And Uh, um, okay. what were you gonna say? Sorry. Yeah. So, so they're doing that. And I, I always appreciate um, seeing seeing any of the boys do charity work. I mean, we've seen um, Harry do the um, 
treat people with kindness merch for for June. So yeah, was, that was great. And so I also love seeing Niall bring back the Horan Rose charity event because he's, he's done that before in 2016. So this is the second time he's doing that. And he's he's also doing the um, charity T-shirt thing. So oh, yeah, I saw was, that. He's signing a bunch of T-shirts and then you buy, like, what, do people buy them and then they get a chance of getting a signed one? That is the idea. And I'm thinking, I mean, sure, it's great that you get a signed thing, but you can never wear that because you can't wash it. Oh, yeah, true. That's, that's, that was my thought process, actually. Yeah, I always think signing is like, I, I guess it's a big deal for some people, but it's never really seemed like that interesting to me like I always watch YouTubers sign for like hours and hours thousands and thousands of like book covers and I'm just like I don't know I don't know if that's worth it like like that's just so much energy signing so many thousands of pages like I feel like it's a lot um to do for a signed copy are you like interested in like signed copies of things not really I used to be Mm -hmm. quite quite a while ago um I have like I've, I think one or two, yeah, I think two signed copies of books by authors that, um, that, that I liked and that coincidentally were also actors, oh, mm. cool. <laughs> but, um, that I really liked at the time. So I pr- appreciate having those because I, I, I love both of those books. Yeah. Um, but now I agree. I don't really, for me personally, see the point of having a signed thing. Like what I, what am I going to do with the signed thing? Yeah. Exactly. I guess the only people I could really see myself caring about a signed thing would be like if J.K. Rowling signed like my copy of Harry Potter. That would be unbelievably special just because that book has just like meant so much to me in my life. And then obviously having something Harry signed because he usually writes a little message. I think that would be really cool. Um, But like, I don't know, but just like I just wouldn't go out and buy like a signed copy of like Zoella's book. I mean, maybe... Zoella is someone's JK Rowling or something I don't know I mean I really like her and I watch all her YouTube videos but I just feel badly when I watch her vlogs and she's just signing for hours I'm like it's okay don't do it yeah but no JK Rowling I would want her signature for sure um okay so yeah great for Niall raising money for charity um cool that it's going on again and I think they've made like Oh, they were they said like over a million dollars or something between the two yeah um yeah. which is really great um so good for Niall moving on to our main discussion which is all about Niall's song on my own yeah. um uh so this was gonna be uh oh this is gonna be another Niall episode I don't know why <laughs> I'm just trying to read my notes and I get very confused as I do that <laughs> Um, anyway, why did you want to do this song? Why did you choose this song? Because I, I usually let the guests pick what they want to talk about. Oh, I mean, it's it's one of my top three of the album. And basically, you had already done the other two, which is, <laughs> which is Paper Houses and Slow Hands. Yep. So. <laughs> Wait, which one's your favorite, Paper Houses or Slow Hands? Um, if I had to pick, it's Paper Houses. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so this is up there, though, so that's good. And then I know you were contemplating wanting to do Only Angel as well, right? Because you were yes. into that one recently. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, I want to do On My Own because I haven't done that yet. So then we're doing this one. Because um, this is one of my favorites off Niall's album, too. So 
Um, I like if we're doing a Nile song, which we don't do that often. It's like I'd like to get the ones that I really like done because I think I'd enjoy the episode more as well. Um, and I don't think we're going to end up doing all of Nile's songs. We'll definitely end up doing all of Harry's, um, but not Nile's songs just because it's not as exciting for me and I do the podcast. So it's pretty much how it works. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we're doing this one because this one's a really fun song. Um, it's written by Ben Cohen, Peter, Pete Kelleher, Tom Barnes, Ed Druitt, and Niall, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And do you remember your first time hearing this song and what your reaction was to it? I do definitely remember that. I mean, I remember the first time I heard that song because it was live at the first Flickr Sessions show in Dublin yep. last August. So the first time I heard it, it was live and it was at the end of the show and it was at the end of the first show. So it was um, the first time anyone had heard it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was that was definitely special. And it was one of the two th- songs aside from the ones that we knew already. Mm-hmm. So this town, Slower Hands and the Fool's Gold cover. It was um, one of the two songs that kind of stood out for me and that I remembered even... The, the, the titles of after right, the yeah. show. I didn't remember any of the other titles, if he even mentioned them. But I remembered, again, Paper Houses, and I remembered um, this one, because um, even when he introduced that, and when you started singing, was and we got to the part where it was very obvious that that wasn't a love song, it wasn't about having a broken heart, but it was about kind of being on your own and having fun on your own and yeah. choosing to be on your own. So... It was different. Mm-hmm. So, Wait, like, were you like there that. for the live, like in person? Were you at the concert? I was at the concert, yeah. Wow, I don't remember. I like It's hard to keep up with which concerts people were at. So that's really exciting. So you were there for his yeah. entire, like the first time he heard the songs all live. Like when he yes. performed them. Wow, that's really cool. I, rem- I mean, I remember watching the Periscope to it. <laughs> um, and the songs that stood out to me were also... Paper Houses, um, I mean, we already knew about Slow Hands, but pa- I remember really knowing, like, Paper Houses and On My Own, especially On My Own. Um, like, when I heard that, I ended up just re-watching the end of the Periscope, because it was, like, the entire concert, and I just replayed the end of the Periscope and was, like, walking around my house playing it on my phone and, like, dancing around and being like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, I love this. Um And just, again, like what you said, it's, like, not a song about, like, love or, you know, having to find someone or whatever, relationships. It's about, like, being on your own and being happy and being proud of it and just being, like, I don't need anyone. I can do my own thing and I don't want to be judged for just, like, having a good time by myself. Um, So I just remember being, like, this is my song. (laughs) Like, this makes so much sense for me Um, and feeling really connected to it. And I loved, I felt, like, this one too was such a an honest thing from Niall. When I first heard it, I was just like, it's so cool to get this sort of insight into who Niall is. Because we know like a bit about him and how he always says like, oh, I'm like such a bad celebrity because I'm so boring. All I like to do is like stay at home and watch golf for hours. Like I don't like going out. I don't like partying. I don't like any of that sort of celebrity stuff. Um, and it was cool to get a song like this, which really kind of puts that into words and makes it super relatable and you sort of get a bit of an insight into more into who he is um in a less like 
emotional like love way which was a lot of the other songs that he performed so this was like very much just about him not like him in a relationship with someone else so I thought that was really cool I um, agree yeah and, yeah and so like we both heard the live versions first and then we got the studio version months and months later um <laughs> how do you feel about like comparing the studio version of on my own to the live version of on my own how do they like differ to you and do you have a preference um, I don't have a preference. I think I think it's interesting to compare not just not just to say live versus studio, but to say studio versus Flickr sessions versus Flickr world tour because I think even these two are different. Mm. At least at least I think so. I feel like the um, world tour version sounds more like the studio version. I uh-huh. think the the live uh, the Flickr sessions version sounds a lot more. Um, folksy. Mm. There's a, I think there's more acoustic guitar, and on the other two versions, there is more uh, e guitar. I, I think, at least. Oh, that's so, so interesting. I'm definitely gonna have to go and compare those two because I'm. I feel like I'm not a big enough Nile fan to like have been able to notice those differences because I don't really watch that many, like, recorded videos of shows. Yeah, no, I've I have I think two two live versions on my iPod that. Mm-hmm. I listen to quite a lot. Oh, that's so, so good. Wait, can you send those to, to me somehow? Because I'd really like them. Do you have the MP3s? Um, I do. I will make a note of that. Okay, good. And if anyone wants them... <laughs> no, just kidding. You can email them if you want to. Um, I always like to try to collect all the MP3 versions. There was another MP3 version of a song that someone asked for. I was going to ask about it. Oh, Stockholm Syndrome, Harry's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't have the live version of that. Um, so if anyone has that, please email me uh, so I can share it with this other person who was asking about it. Because um, that's not one I have. Um, did you have other things to say about the, the studio versus, versus live versus everything? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I like all the versions basically um yeah. i think it's just it's just a good song so i think any version is a good version yeah i think like when i was i think the thing i love about the live version is that there's just such an energy from the crowd and like when there's the band all together and all like niall's band is singing it i think i think they really like build off each other and it can be quite like fun <laughs> and like loud and silly and you have the crowd you know, getting in on it, and there's just a really cool energy in the venue, and I think that even comes across just if you have, an, like, an audio version of the live um, thing, which I think still the studio version does a good job at making it sound like that, um, especially compared to some of the other songs on Niall's albums, which I think, like, differ more drastically studio versus live, um, but I do love that sort of energy you get with the live version of on my own just because it is such a fun song it sounds like it should be danced to it sounds like people should be like doing a jig an Irish jig to the song and like all like you know having a good time so yeah I I think I prefer the live version but I think the studio version is still quite good um for this song and it is the last song on the set list which I think is I think it's a good decision I mean slow hands comes um like near the end but I think it's an interesting decision that he wanted to go out on 
on my own rather than slow hands because you would just you would just sort of think slow hands because it is the biggest single he's had and everyone really knows it and it's one of those songs that even people who aren't like super duper fans would know um as opposed to on my own where if you're not a huge Nile fan you might not know on my own um and it kind of I mean obviously it has the same it has a great feeling for the end of the show um and a great vibe and it's loud and fun and silly um but I think it was an interesting choice for him to choose that one over slow hands but I'm not mad about it I think it's a really great way to end end the show what do you what do you think um I I definitely agree and I think I think it's interesting um that he kept that as the final song for both parts of the tour so for the sessions and for the world tour so I think that's interesting because Harry changed it up Uh and Niall stuck with that and I also think it's interesting um just what you just uh, mentioned that he didn't finish with the song that everybody knows. He did mm-hmm. finish with um, a song that is one of the songs of the of the deluxe edition of the album, and that is not part of the main narrative of the album, which goes from kind of on the loose to you and, you and me, right? Not you and I. You and I is one direction. <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. So, and that finishes with you and me so that finishes the official narrative Mm -hmm. of the album and then you have the extra bit which i feel like is kind of for the fans it's the more um quote-unquote personal version of Mm -hmm. nile and the more kind of downtime version of him that he finishes off with i feel like it 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 creates more of a connection with the audience um in addition to what you again also mentioned um having the audience uh really react to that song mm-hmm. and really having going out with a with a bang at the yeah. end yeah of each. so i think that that works well especially with the live versions where he where they play basically play the audience out of the theater at yeah. the end and drag that out so yeah it definitely is dragged out i feel like they do more choruses and then you've got the music going for a while um, and it is it is really nice, and it had the the music is just so good too. It can definitely hold its own, uh, ending out on on the end of the as the concert ends. Um, okay, so let's get into the lyrical analysis of the song. I feel like with this song, the lyrical analysis might be a bit shorter because there's not that much that you're like, oh, what does this mean? Like this is so confusing. It's like very straightforward lyrics. Um, and it's not so metaphorical or something that's like not understandable. It's quite like, ah, yes, I get this. Um, it's relatable. Um, starting with the title, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it besides like, it makes sense. I like it. It like works. Um, you, maybe someone could interpret it before hearing the song as something like a little bit sadder where you're like, oh, someone's all on their own. But really the, the entire song is like really being positive about being on, on your own, which I think is cool. Um, do you have anything about the title? Um, I would I would agree to the extent that if we hadn't if you hadn't heard the song, which of course is super upbeat, um, one association I had with the title, um, or w- which I would have had with mm-hmm. the title if I had known the title before hearing the song, um, would have been on my own from Les Misérables, the musical. Oh yeah, it's just literally so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so I think, um, but yeah, basically, I would agree that it's usually associated with um, more sadder feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe he's doing a play off of that song, and like 
he wanted people to get that association and like flip it on its head or something. I would be very impressed with that, to <laughs> yeah. be honest, if that was kind of a genre that he was referring to. Yeah, perhaps. Who knows? Niall is a deep, methodical man. He could have, <laughs> you know, allusions to uh, plays in his songs. He could. I would I would actually be interested to ask him, ask him about that and just see his reaction. Yeah, like. definitely. <laughs> um. So then the, the start of the song, it starts yeah. with this really fun jig Irish dancing music. I don't know if it's actually Irish, but it reminds me of that. It, it like sounds very much like Act My Age, where it definitely has that jig feel. Um, or the Ed Sheeran song, what's that one called? Uh, now I need to look it up. That was on Divide. Nancy um, Mulligan or Galway Girl? Yeah, Nancy Mulligan, but also yeah. Galway Girl. Just like... Um, Yeah, the really fun Irish songs that make you just want to like get up and dance. And immediately at the beginning of this song, you get that music. um, And it's just very exciting. And you're like, all right, this is going to be a good one. Um, Yeah, so that's, it's a good start, I think. Do you have anything about the starting music there? Um, Not aside from the fact that it's not, that's that's the modern take on an Irish jig. And I remember at the beginning of listening to the album, um, I kept thinking why it sounded so Irish, and I kept thinking it was a violin. I, at, at some point, I actually mistook the the e guitar for a violin. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, no, that that that's just not it. And when I finally realized that it's actually an Irish jig, I was like, Are you ah. serious? <laughs> why did I not notice that? Yeah, it's, because it's it's so recognizable, mm-hmm. except to me apparently. Mm-hmm. But that was exciting when I when I realized that. And <clears throat> I also think it's both a good, a good choice in terms of making this so Irish and making this so personal mm-hmm. and making this feel so Nile and showing so much love for the country and so much national pride just with having this introductory section of music. Um, and I think it also fits quite well with the general vibe of the, of the song, not just in the way that it's upbeat and the song is upbeat, but also that the kind of the history of, of Irish dance and the Irish jig is also kind of along the lines of it's 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 supposed to be joyful. It's a wedding, yeah. so it's, it's at dance at weddings, it's dance at other celebrations. Mm-hmm. So kind of that gives you the introduction of that already. So yeah, definitely. And like I love what you said about it, like making it more personal, because obviously Niall is really proud of his heritage and always talks about Ireland being like the best country. And it's great that he included some of that on his album, just like how Zane included um, the song, uh, the intermission, the intermission, yeah. like little interlude. Um, that was really personal to him. And Niall has this little piece. And I think Harry has some songs that are obviously not, they're more personal to, I think, probably his family and like, uh, that type of thing, maybe not necessarily like sonically, but obviously in the lyrics. Um, so I love that we get these really personal things that the boys have included in their albums um, that remind them of home. Um, so the first verse is, everybody's got somebody, I just want to be alone. Well, I don't need no one, have too much fun out here on my own. Um, and I really like his voice in the beginning of this. It very much like 
he emphasizes words on the beat of the song. He's like, everybody, like it very like fits this really interesting um, like beat going on. Um, and his voice just sounds like really rough and cool. And like, um, I think he does a good job at like making his voice really expressive in this song and like getting the emotions across, um, which I really appreciate. Um, and in terms of my interpretation of this section, which is not that uh, complicated, um, it just feels like he he's being quite pressured by society, um, as I think we all are, to like be in a relationship and find somebody. Everybody's got somebody, and it's like you're supposed to have a partner. You're supposed to be in a relationship. Um, you're supposed to sort of follow this um, like guide as to what your life is supposed to look like in terms of romance. Um, and he's just like, I just want to be alone. I don't need anyone. I just have a good time on my own. And that's who I am. And it's just, I don't want to be in a relationship because that would deter or like that would make me not have as much fun. It wouldn't be as exciting for me. And it would take away from being alone and like living my own life and happiness, um, which I love because I feel like most songs don't portray that. They always portray like needing someone else and having to have someone to lean on and you're not complete without another person. And I was just like, no, no, that's garbage. Like I'm a complete person. I can be on my own and be happy and I don't need to follow society's rules that are telling me that I need to find someone. Um, so I just, I don't know. I thought this was really great way to open. I feel like you get such a, um, like a great uh, take on the whole song just from this beginning little part. It's very um, informative as to what is to come in the song. Um, what did you think of the lyrics here or the sound? Um, I definitely agree with your comments on the sound. I think um, he, he works his voice well at the beginning of that. Mm -hmm. So that I think is really interesting. Um, so the, the rough parts, I think, um, I always like those in the songs. So a lot of the songs obviously don't have those, but um, I think it's quite striking um, how he how he can um, vary and and kind of modulate his voice depending on what kind of genre he's singing. And so I think that's that's always interesting. Um, and I agree that I agree with you in terms of um, kind of society pressuring you and pressuring him and. Um, on the one hand, kind of more directly in terms of maybe people telling him he should have somebody. And then, mm -hmm. of course, also with the idea of everybody's got somebody like I look around, I look around and like everybody's paired up. Right. And the idea, um, I think it's also interesting that he says um, he wants to be alone and not that he prefers to be alone, because if you just read through the first three lines, it's the same as with the title. Um, that it could could sound quite sad if you don't have the music with that. Mm -hmm. Since again, he says he wants to be right. he wants to be alone. Like in the in the just just leave me alone, leave me alone. Maybe he his head is heartbroken, which is right. what the rest yeah. of the album is about. So we have that option, for instance. Um, the whole everybody and their partners and their love just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the the, the, the the switch in the lyrics, which of course, um, um, in the music you you don't have the sad parts, but you have the switch in the lyrics when he goes from have too much fun out here on my own. 
Yeah, and, that is so true. He does kind of sound like someone who's like been hurt at the beginning and is like, I don't need anyone. Um, just based on the lyrics, and then it's like, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> he loves being on his own. Yeah, so you have this idea of like he's the independent and happy person and mm-hmm. kind of the enjoying and appreciating life. And what I also found interesting, if you want to take want to take that away from that, so um, you have the idea, of course, of my word document scrolling there um you have the idea of this line have have too much fun out here on my own um you have the idea of being single and then i think it's also interesting to take that um in a broader context and go with um especially since he's doing that on stage at the end of the show after he's done for instance if you go back to the dublin show after he's done his first solo show he stands there and thinks about having too much fun out here on his own. Yeah. So I would definitely want to relate that to also being being a solo artist, being alone on stage. I mean, mm-hmm. you, he, has the, he has the band, but he has no backup anymore. Um, so I think I would definitely want to take it there, that way. And um, in that context, I also think it's interesting to... Um, look at the idea of where he was talking about after the hiatus happened and things had calmed down and after he had changed his hair color, for instance, mm-hmm. um, he's no longer being followed by the media or by the fans quite as much as he used to be mm-hmm. when kind of One Direction was at their kind of height. So I think that's also something interesting that adds into this. So the idea of fans and the media... Uh, not all fans, of course, but a lot of fans not understanding the meaning of personal space or mm-hmm. boundaries. So I think that that's something I feel like that's introduced here and that kind of goes through, could be interpreted as going through the rest of the song. Um, and just starting this out with, look at me doing this thing that I've been wanting to do since I was 16 years old. And I'm loving life right now because look at me on the stage doing right. the thing. Yeah, I love all those interpretations. I definitely feel like we can, those add to the emotion of this, of, you know, he's having too much fun being on his own, so why go back to One Direction now? Even though he's the one who always is like, if One Direction gets back together, I'll drop everything. But it is true. You can see he is having such a great time on his own and being up on stage. Um, and, yeah, and, and what you said about the the fans, too, and getting to sort of just live his own life and hopefully not be too um, followed and and have people into his personal life, Um, definitely. Maybe, too, like, also when he was traveling, um, like, when he went traveling in... Where did he go? Did he go to, like, Thailand? Yes. Or Vietnam? Um, Like, when when he was going and traveling and just going out on his own and, like, with his friends and having a good time... Um, I could totally feel like this was a song written when that was happening or based on those feelings of just like wanting to travel and be by yourself or like just with your friends and not like worry about anything else in the world, not worry about, you know, where your music's going and how to be a celebrity and like all this other stuff. He's just like, screw all that. I just want to like go have fun and be on my own and just live a little bit um, before I have to deal with all that type of stuff. Um at some point yes absolutely yes I can totally see that yes I love that 
Yeah, I feel like there. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much to interpret here, and I feel like just as as like someone who listens to the song and um, in terms of like how relatable this song is, I think it is super relatable um, because if it's like I, I like when I first heard, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the song for introverts or something, or the song for people who don't fit that mold of like wanting to go out and party or wanting to go out and hang out with people all the time. I think a lot of times. Um, people are sort of shamed for wanting to spend time by themselves or, you know, not wanting to be around people all the time or not wanting to be in relationships um, in whatever, like, whatever uh, that means to them. Um, I feel like this is just an empowering song for, for that too as a listener and being like, yeah, like, I can make my own path despite what everyone's telling me to do. I can make my own decisions for what's best for me and I know how I enjoy my life and I don't have to enjoy my life the same way someone else enjoys their life. You know, we can, we can be happy. We can be happy in like whatever from different things. We don't always have to like share happiness and share experiences. Um, so I really, I really like that attitude he puts forth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you have anything else about this section before we move on? Um, I don't think so, no. All right, so then we get into the chorus, which is, mm -hmm. I'll drink till it's empty, stay out till it's dead. I'll wake up at midday and marry my bed. I'll kiss all the women, get punched in the head. You could offer the world, babe, but I'll take this instead. Um, and again, his voice is just so like gravelly here and so expressive when he sings, and I love it. Um, I really, I really love the extended like instead that he does that he like drags it out um a lot i feel like it just makes it very anthemic and you can feel like yes. people raising their glasses and like singing in a pub and just being like yes yes um it just like builds that intensity of the song which i really really love um did you have stuff about like his voice or the sound of this section um nothing except Basically, what you already mentioned, um, I think I definitely agree mm -hmm. with that, that it works really well. And it's it's a sing-along thing. I mean, the whole thing is a sing-along thing. It's an anthemic yeah. sing-along thing. It definitely feels that way. Um, it reminds me of what's that song in Beauty and the Beast where they're all like dancing on the tables in the bar with Gaston oh. or whatever. I don't really know Beauty and the Beast that well, but I'm just thinking of that now. I have no idea. <laughs> Okay. I've seen that movie, but <laughs> yeah, I only saw the version with Emma Watson, and I saw it once. I definitely want to watch it again though, because I really liked it. Um, but I feel like there's like a big sing along in like the bar where they're all dancing on the tables and stuff. That is this feeling. I must have slept through that. I watched it on a plane. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So then, in terms of the lyrics here, yeah. I mean, he's saying. He'll drink till it's empty, like the cups are empty or the bar is empty. He's yes. going to stay out till it's dead. No one else is left out. He's going to like just stay out and party as late as he wants to. Yes. Sleep in, wake up at midday. Um, I love this line, and marry my bed. What a, what a fabulous line. I think this is like one of the strongest ones in the whole song. It's just so like tongue in cheek and like. Like, he's going to stay in bed all day, and rather than, like, getting married and, like, getting married to a human person, he's just going to marry yeah. his bed and, like, <laughs> not worry about the rest of the world, and he'll spend his day with his bed, um, which I thought was really great. Um, I'll kiss all the women, get punched in the head. Not quite sure about these lines. 
Um, I don't know who are, are the are the partners of these women then punching him in the head because he's cheated with them? Question mark. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> or I not took that at all. <laughs> okay, good. Like my other interpretation was just that like he like punch in the head could be like drunk, I guess, or punch in the head like he because he's like gets in bar fights or like <laughs> just is like rowdy or I don't know. Um, but. <clears throat> I yeah, I was confused about those lines. I I wasn't sure if it was kind of a throwaway line because it rhymes with "I'll take this instead." Get punched in the head, um, and then of course you could offer the world, babe. Like anyone, he, this person could offer him everything and have everything going for them, um, and like whatever. But he still that doesn't matter to him. He still wants to be alone and like be by himself and like live his own life at this point in his life. So like you know, it doesn't matter how great you are. I'm still going to choose myself over you, um, which I think is fun. I love how he, like, says all this, but it's not in a mean way. It's just kind of in a, this is, like, my truth way. Like, you could be great, but that's just not what I'm looking for right now. It's not your fault, but, like, this is just, it's like, this is who I am, and this is what I'm experiencing and what I like, um, which I think is a, is a great way to put it across. Like, he doesn't come across as, like, mean or angry or bitter. He comes across as just, like, telling his truth. Um, which I like. What did you, how did you interpret this, this chorus? Um, I, I agree with that. And I also, I think it's interesting um, because when he got asked about the inspiration for the song, where the song came from, um, the one thing he said about it, as far as I know, is that he went to a pub with a friend and they wrote about their perfect day. Mm. So that then kind of made me think, what, what is their perfect day? What would their perfect day look like is this is this a day that has happened already is this a perfect day that he has experienced or is this a perfect day how he imagines it it should be mm-hmm. um and in in th- those terms i agree with so the first section i agree with you that it's about like going out and having a good time and until he's the last one standing until everybody else has gone home or until it's just him and his friends and than just celebrating and sleeping in because he has nowhere to be. Yeah. Um, so I think that is interesting. And the I'll kiss all the women get punched in the head. So <clears throat> um, I took, I mean, I didn't, I didn't take it in terms of that he kisses a woman and then the boyfriend comes and starts a fight. <laughs> um, I think, I think if you want to take it more literally, I would argue that it's a bar fight um, in terms of just the whole group of um, rowdy Irish boys mm-hmm. at the pub after after a football match or okay. what have you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what I took it as is a m- bit more metaphorical, I think, because I took it as just being representative of being, um, being young and mm. getting to be young and getting to be stupid and reckless, yeah. which is... I would also say something that I would split up in one direction after one direction and the idea of um, him kind of relishing a newfound kind of freedom. So that little bit of anonymity where the spotlight isn't on him so heavily anymore so that he's gotten back a bit of anonymity so that he's able to go kiss a girl um, or do something stupid without without it making headlines the next day. 
and the idea of maybe caring less about it or having to care less about that because it's just him now. Yeah. So, so there's less backlash. Yeah, no, I like that as well. I think that there's definitely that feeling of like recklessness and being happy and just being young um, and just like having a good time and not thinking too much about consequences because maybe they're not there anymore. You know, maybe they used to be there and now they're not there anymore. The consequences. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you have anything else about this part? Um, I think it also plays into the, what we've, I think, already said, the relatable, po- re- relatable part, the whole thing where he likes to go and tell people the soul, oh, um, I like to take the tube and I have an oyster card and <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of the people thing. <laughs> and so I think that that plays into that also quite well. Um, mm-hmm. And I would also argue that the kind of takeaway from that, one of the takeaways from that section in terms of what a perfect day would look like is if is, is that sense of anonymity mm-hmm. and that sense of um, being able to be, again, young, young and stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Also, like the marry my bed line just reminds me of like every college student who like doesn't have a class that day that just like lies in bed and is like, no one is expecting anything of me. I can just like lay here. So in that way, I feel like that's a very relatable line. Just we've all had those moments where we're like anyone, no matter if you're in college, although I know college students have reputations for sleeping in late. Um, but like even whatever, when you don't have like you don't have any plans, you don't have any people expecting things of you and you can just be like, I have nothing to do. I can stay here as long as I want and no one's going to tell me off for being a lazy bum can do whatever I want um I feel like that makes this this part really relatable as well um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, okay moving on into the next verse which is <coughs> long came the devil caught my eye she's kind of my type Chelsea baby drives me crazy oh but there's one thing on my mind <laughs> um so this is like i'm not sure this whole devil woman comparison yeah. thing is very much like what harry did in only angel um but i guess it's like she's his vice or something like yes. she's the devil not because of who she is but because like he wants to be on his own but then there's like this woman who's like very like caught his eye um but i don't know about that comparison um, but yeah. it definitely. <laughs> what, what do you think of it? No. I mean, I, I I agree. It's it's vaguely questionable. I mean, yeah. it also has this idea of the devil being temptation, and mm-hmm. then if you want to take that back to the whole, oh Eve and the apple and the snake mm. in paradise, and it's the downfall of mankind and the downfall of man, <laughs> and this woman has walked in now, and he's she's going to ruin this whole independence thing because. Darn it, she's this type. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Please go on rants like that again. <laughs> that was so good. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd just rather them not make this weird devil comparison. It's just kind of lazy, too. Like, I've seen it's, it a lot. Like, we don't need it. Try something else. Um, that is true. I mean, especially, especially since I feel like the girl he presents here is, to me, feels very much like the girl he presents in On the Loose. Mm. But in On the Loose, he does it a bit differently, but it's the same type. So mm-hmm. you have this, or uh, you could argue it's the same type, just with On the Loose, it was more, I feel like, obviously 
presented as a muse, mm-hmm. somebody in, kind of somebody inspiring. And I think it's still a similar thing here in terms of it's somebody you, you, you see and you want to get to know somebody that is kind of burning bright and that makes you want to just get to know them and mm-hmm. touch them. And despite the fact that you know that you'll get burned, that right. she'll break your heart yeah. or that there's the risk of that. Yeah. Or, like, also knowing that that's not necessarily what he wants. Like, while it would be great, he also is, like, living this sort of independence right now. And he doesn't necessarily want that for himself, even though it's tempting. And, like, he would love to get to know her or something. But he knows, like, that's not for him at this at this time, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, <laughs> Chelsea Baby drives me crazy. I think yeah. this is supposed to be the name of the person. But, you know, there's also the football or team or whatever, the soccer team, Chelsea. Isn't that a that team? That is true. That is true. He did, he did train with them after he, did, after he busted his knee. So, so maybe that's Connection? <laughs> Connection. Maybe it's he's talking whole... about football. At the pub with the, with the boys. Exactly. Watching the game. That's what I was thinking. And then, the, and then again, there is this woman who doesn't understand football, and why is she here? <laughs> Possibly, or maybe like I mean. football <laughs> is the thing. Football is the devil because he's not supposed to play because of his knee. It's like it's caught his eye, but he needs to like not go play for Chelsea or go play with Chelsea, and like <laughs> he's being tempted, but he can't because he's got other things on his mind. I don't know. I like this yeah. version. I mean, I think it would be, I think it would be lazy if it was just the name. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, um, I mean, you could also go with, I mean, I, 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 I brainstormed that. Uh-huh. Um, and I came up with, I mean, I came up with, of course, the name and I came up with the football club. And then I came up with um, the London neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. So she could be from there or mm-hmm. there, or there could have been at a, pub there mm-hmm. um then you have the idea i mean you also have the idea it's a it's a new york neighborhood right it's, you have um that context you have if i wanted to go on a tangent now <laughs> there is also chelsea hotel yep there is there's there's would you like me to go down this rabbit hole because sure read them all so that would be one. Um, okay. So, and then I have a final one. But the, the, the big random associations are, um, again, the South, uh, the, uh, the London neighborhood mm-hmm. and the idea that it's, an, it's, a, it's, it's basically where rich people live. Oh. So, if you wanted to go with that reference... Um, I would potentially connect that to fame. Yeah. And the idea of fame driving him crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also have other kind of the kind of rich people and that life uh-huh. driving him crazy. Um, I think you also have a connection to Chelsea um, during the 60s in London and swinging London. Um, because back in the day, it was it was known as home of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Oh. So bands like that. So you have a music connection, which I think is interesting. I wouldn't really argue that there is much sense in the interpretation within that context, but I think it's interesting to know. Mm-hmm. And then you have, of course, the, again, the New York neighborhood and the Chelsea hotel. So I mean, is- 
there are a lot of things it could be. I definitely like the idea of, like, the neighborhoods, whether it's London or New York, where, like, like, I could see, like, it just, I don't know, driving him crazy and, like, like, he's just, like, with Olivia in Harry's song, how Olivia could embody, like, a place, um, like, a place could embody Chelsea or Chelsea the place (laughs) could embody itself. Um, I really like that. And, like, obviously he chose the name Chelsea for a reason, I wonder if he went through, like, baby name books, but, like, he could have said anything, and Chelsea does have a lot of meaning composed, as opposed to a name like Jenny, Jenny, baby, drives me crazy. You know, there might not be as much as we could take out of Jenny versus Chelsea that does have those sort of deeper uh, meanings and is, like, uh, has other things that it can be used for. So I wonder how he chose the name Chelsea and if, if he was connecting it to any of these other things. I think it's possible for sure. Um, there's also um, there's also the idea of the Chelsea girl and um, which which there's actually also two concepts to that. There is a song called Chelsea Girl mm-hmm. um, by Nico, which is a really, really depressing song about um, what was what, what was it called? Where's my notes? Um, about a group of women living at the Hotel Chelsea, which back in the day were known as the Warhol superstars. So kind of a group of people Andy Warhol thought should be famous. Oh, interesting. Um, And you have also the idea of the Chelsea girl as, and I saw that in an article, um, and I'm going to just read that out, as a symbol of what men found utterly captivating with a life is fabulous philosophy. So oh. that is something um, John Crosby said, who was an American, or was an American newspaper columnist, and that showed up in an article um, from the 70s, mm-hmm. written by Caroline Seabohm called English Girls in New York. But I just thought it was interesting that there was a that that there was a concept, the, this concept of the Chelsea girl as a symbol of something captivating. Yeah. And, this idea of the life is fabulous philosophy. Just this person walking in with this incredible aura and just captivating everybody. Yeah, that is really interesting. Because I'm looking, I'm, I looked up Chelsea Girl online. And mm. do you know the brand River Island apparently used to be called Chelsea Girl in the 1960s. So oh. it must have been like the icon girl, you know, the it girl, the yeah. Chelsea Girl. yeah. Um, interesting. I wonder if Niall was thinking about those things as well. Obviously not about River Island, but just about like yeah. what you were saying about it being like the it girl and the captivating person everyone wanted to be. I think that would be actually, that would be really clever in yeah. terms of how he uses that, if that is actually the case. Yeah, because <laughs> she is like this captivating person and he has to be like, no, that's not for me. Even though like, I like, she's driving me crazy and she's on my mind and stuff. Um, yeah, I liked all those uh, interpretations of that. Good job. Um, I was wondering how this sort of fits in with, like, this song is just so opposite than so many songs on his album, where a lot of them he's talking about really wanting to be with people and, like, go deeper into emotions and be supportive and be there for them and, like, have a relationship and, like, trying to make these relationships work. And this was just so, like, I don't want a relationship. I'm on my own. I don't need any of that. So I thought it was a, it's a funny comparison when you like compare it to things like paper houses or flicker. Um, oh yeah. Where it's very like very much an opposite emotion. And I wonder like 
how what mindset he was in when he was writing each of these. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Do you have anything else about this part? Um, 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 do I? I don't think I do. Um, not, I mean, not, not, not really, but the, but there's one thing on my mind. Is that oh, a lead yeah. in to the next section or not? I feel like it is. I was going to say, what do we think the one thing on his mind yeah. is? I guess, like, to me, I would think it is, like, just the one thing on his mind is, like, his self and, like, yeah. himself and just, like, being alone and having a good time. And he doesn't want to have, like, a girl on his mind. He just wants to have his own life and his independence on his mind and, like what's on his mind is like having a good time and drinking and like sleeping in late and just like having yeah. no anyone to answer to, I think. What do you think? I agree with that. But I, th- I think it's interesting. Um, the phrasing is interesting because if, if you have a phrase like there's one thing on his mind, it's usually not going out and, 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 and partying in this, if, if, the, if the previous sentence referred to a woman so instead of having that being a sex reference or anything like that I mm-hmm. think it's interesting to go in the opposite direction and be like no this is oh, not yeah. about the woman yeah because unless he is saying like I really like her but the only thing I care about right now is having sex with her and I don't want a relationship with her I mean I could see that too because he does talk about like kissing all the women and having fun so like maybe the only thing on his mind is like having sex <laughs> and then he doesn't want anything else I don't know, but I, I, I think I think it's the lead into the next section. So I think it's yeah. it's meant it's meant to be taken um, differently than it usually is is used. I think mm-hmm. so. It's like a flip on, like, yeah, the the phrase. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, interesting. Good catch on that. Um, okay, so then it goes into the chorus again. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything else about the chorus differently from the last time? No. Not really, no. Okay, so then we have the bridge, which is, and if you ask me round and I should decline, don't take it to heart, your company's fine, but I get on better with mine. Um, and I just adore this part. I think it's so great. I love the rhyming here. I think it fits really well. A lot of times rhymes, like the whole punched in the headline, where I'm like, I don't really know like if that fits super well or if that makes sense. I just, I really like the... Um, your company's fine, but I get on better with mine. I just think it's just, like, Mm -hmm. so perfect, and it's a really, like, uh, it feels good, like, just the lyrics, because it fits so nicely. Um, And I just really like this. He's pretty much being, like, if you ask me to come around and, like, hang out, like, and I just say no, don't worry. It's not because of who you are, because I don't (laughs) like you, but it's just because I simply don't want to go out. Like, I just want to be by myself and do my own thing. And I feel like this this section especially, it's, like, less of the whole, like, relationship thing. It's definitely a lot about just, you know, even if your friends invite you out or he gets invited to a party and, like, again, he's always said he doesn't like that type of thing um, and he just wants to, like, do his own thing. And I feel like that's so relatable to so many people who, you know, like, we might get invited out to go do things like parties or like activities where you're just like, I might say no, but it's not because I don't like you. It's just because that's not my thing. Or like, I just have my own plans for tonight. And like, 
I just get on better with my own company. Even though your company's good, I get on better with myself. So that's like, I'm going to live my life for myself, um, which I just love this. I think it's, I think it's a very clever bridge. What do you think? I agree with that, um, that the, that the phrasing, that it flows very, very well. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think it's, it's well chosen. Um, I, I also feel like it's, the, it's the lyrical kind of equivalent to that tweet that is oh, making yes. the rounds every once in a while. <laughs> I love that. But what is it exactly? It's like, I don't want to see anybody at all today. Don't talk to me or whatever that he says. Yeah, it's the, I, I have, wait, I have that here somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's so the, funny. It's the, um, don't want to see a single person today. Thanks. Really, really fun night with everyone. But today, don't talk to me. <laughs> So, best tweet. This is the best tweet, and I think it's. I think that's it's. It's the tweet in the song. So basically, totally, totally. I love that. Niall's so real with us. It's like, yep, that is how I feel. Um, what else did you think about this part? Um, I think since it's the bridge and comes kind of um, on the heels of the of the chorus before that, and again the marry my bed part. I think it's interesting that it can. Definitely refer to um, if you ask me around, like the the devil woman or Chelsea baby. <laughs> so the woman, um, I will decline because I'm I'm good. I'm I'd rather be by myself right now. Mm-hmm. But also coming on the heels of of the previous kind of narrative of having gone out and having partied and having gotten drunk. Yeah. Um, and now we're kind of done with that. Now we're just gonna get stay in bed. Right. It's the next nobody... day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that does really flow through the tweet of him saying, like, yesterday was fun and I partied, but now don't talk to me. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, I wonder if this is just, like, a subtle shout-out to, like, Niall's friends who always, like, want him to come out and hang, and he's just like, I need to put this into a song. Yeah. I need to express my emotions. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like this. Um, so then it has some ooze. Mm-hmm. Um, important nice and uh, he says again everybody's got somebody i just want to be alone um and then it goes back into the chorus again mm. and it ends with the chorus but the chorus is um like the music cuts out at the end at least in this version um and like the music like the loud music cuts and there's just sort of a guitar that strums every once in a while and i feel like this is a nice ending i think it like makes it feel like he's very like one with himself and he's like before he was kind of like shouting it I want to be alone I just want to have fun and like do my own thing and now he's like you know you could offer the world babe but I'll take this instead like I am I am who I am and I'm proud of it and I'm just like at peace with myself and I like how it sort of slows down at the end Um, and it's like it's not just like this intense high moment where he's like I want to live and like do my own thing but it's like really who he is and like he you know he's like letting you know um I think in the live version though it ends like it does this and then it like slows down and then it like goes back up with another round of chorus or something um it ends on like more of a high um but yeah what what do you think of this entire part um I I mean, I like I like both both versions. I like that it slows down. I think I think that's that's the part where for the, the first couple of times I listened to the album, I thought this was the the last song, mm-hmm. at least on kind of the regular version or maybe even the deluxe version. And then I was so confused 
that it's the first song on the deluxe version. Yeah. And it still it kind of blows my mind because it, it the w- w- the spot it's in makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It definitely should end one of the two versions. It only feels like that. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so oh. so anything else about about the the song? Um I don't think about the about the lyrics. No, I don't think so. Okay, so that was a good little lyrical analysis. Um, I feel like we got a lot out of it, despite the lyrics being straightforward. Like like when you were saying about, you know, this being sort of his independent song from One Direction and him not wanting to be in the media anymore and doing his own thing after sort of, you know, being in a band. Um, but also you have the romance <coughs> aspect of it and the friendship aspect of it. I feel like there's a lot you can get out of this song. Um, in terms of the musical analysis, did you have anything about the instruments or the influences you hear? I mean, we kind of already talked about like the One Direction songs it reminds us of, um, but did you have anything more about any of those references? Um, not really. I mean, the Act My Age thing also has the opening jig, basically, so yeah. def- definitely um, <clears throat> connection there. Um did I have anything else? He should totally do a mashup of like Act My Age and On My Own. Oh, I wonder God. if anyone has done that because I feel like that would work so well. I think, I think, um, I mean, I agree with that. But um, I think uh, what's, what I noticed um, if you compare the, and what I found interesting, if you compare the studio version with the live version, the studio version has especially in the this intro section but throughout the whole song it has this rhythmic clapping in the background mm-hmm. that again goes back to uh, the idea that we had earlier that it's a kind of kind of Irish pub music and yeah. you have him performing that in an Irish pub and you have the kind of just the, the regular audience just clapping along and just throughout the song mm-hmm. and um, I think it kind of takes you takes you into that space and uh-huh. then you also have the flip side to that where of course you don't have the clapping sound in the live version because in the live version you have the actual live audience happening there so yeah yeah that is that is really true i like that um yeah the live audience does make such an interesting difference to to the song um and yeah is there the, the live audience claps right like is there like they clap on the beat um, I think they may have. Um, not at the shows I was at. Okay, it's hard but... to remember because some some shows definitely do differ. Yeah. Um, again, in the the last Harry show I went to for from the dining table, there was clapping again. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> People have strong feelings on that. They um, do. They do. It's like why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Um. What else was I gonna say about this? Um, I don't know. I just, I like the, the musical instruments that are used and I feel like this is just a really a fun song and Act My Age definitely connects. Oh yeah, I was going to say something. Oh, if One Day ever gets back together, they should like somehow go from one of, like these songs should like, um, they, all the boys should either do a mashup or one song should fade into the other one, like how Taylor Swift often does, um, something where these are connected, uh, if the, if the boys get back together. Um, that would be a missed opportunity if they didn't. Oh yeah, that is true. That would be good. They yeah. should they should work on that. 
yeah. for the for the day when they will do that. Yes, when they reunite. <laughs> yes. Um, did you have a favorite lyric in this song? Um. I mean, I do love the I'll wake up at midday, marry my bed. Yeah. Because it's just really good. But yeah. um, I think I my, my, my it's in my top three favorites, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think my favorite is the I don't need no one have too much fun out here on my own because I think that is a mood. Yes, definitely. Definitely a mood. And this whole song is a mood. It's such a mood. And I think it, also, it can apply get you to so many things i mean you have the obvious thing which we had in the song with the whole i'm being i'm single i'm doing great and then i think depending on who the person is again listening to that you can just apply that to whatever in your life so you have the idea of i'm at this concert by myself Mm -hmm. and i'm having a great time or i'm traveling by myself and i can go like wherever i want and do whatever i want without having to to consult with anybody yeah yeah i always like remember that like I mean, right now, when I've been in England, it's just been really tough for me, and I've been super homesick, but I remember, like, moments in college when I would just either, like, come back from being with my family and, like, whatever, and I didn't have that many friends in college. I really had, like, one best friend, so I didn't have that many people that I had to, like, organize myself with, Uh, and it was very much that feeling of, like, there's... You know, it's so great to have people around, but sometimes it's so nice where you don't even have to, like, you know, you can do anything. It's like, I can go to the store and not be like, oh, does anyone else want to come or does someone need something or do you have plans? Like, should I go now or should I go later? It's like, you know, sometimes you can just be like, I'm going to go to the store now and that's what I'm going to do. And I don't have to tell anyone because there's no one to report back to. There's no one that I'm, like, organizing my life with or having to, like, shift around. Um and yeah, definitely, I get that that feeling from this song, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite lines are probably the "Marry My Bed" line, as well <laughs> as, um, uh, where is it? Your company's fine, but I get on better with mine. I just that is just like so me. Uh, I love that. Um. So yeah, I just, this is a very very good song, very good lyrics. Um. What would you rate it out of ten? Um. I might maybe a nine out yeah. of ten, especially for the studio version, because like there's always room for improvement. Yeah, I mean, like based on like Nile songs on his album, this one like Slow Hands is my favorite, but this one might be like a close second. So I want to give it like a nine as well, or something, something up there. Um, yeah, because it is it is really fun. I mean. <laughs> If that was relevant to the situation, I would ask you what you would give the kind of the worst song on the album in terms of <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm gonna know. <laughs> well, I don't know what I think his worst song is because they're not. It's not like I don't. I don't really hate any of them. It's just I think some are really like fun and great, and then some are just they're like not my type. Like they're more, um, they're less exciting to me. And I feel like I, I haven't given. I haven't even given the songs enough where I can be like, oh, this is my least favorite. You know. It's just kind of like I have favorites and then there's just kind of like other the ones. Rest. <laughs> yeah. well, like like the middle. <laughs> well, I like like I love slow hands. I love on the loose. I love on my own. And then like maybe then there's like paper houses a little bit below that. Um, paper houses and like flicker and like I like some of the lyrics from some of them. But then like a lot of the other ones, I can't really rate them because I haven't 
like listen to the album enough, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, the fact that you, that you don't rate them because you don't know them well <laughs> enough, I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I don't hate, they're not like any songs I hate. Like, there's One Direction songs that I'm just like, yeah, this is a bad song, you know? But I don't think Niall has, like, bad songs. I just think they're not as interesting as some of his other ones. Um, like, Steal My Girl is just, like, a messed up song. I don't like it. <laughs> like, Which... It's interesting now that you mentioned that isn't isn't um, at least somebody from yeah at at Druid at Druid uh, co-wrote Steal My Girl. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, maybe he's grown as a songwriter. <laughs> maybe. I mean, he also wrote in history, so I mean. Yeah. We can see progress. I mean, yeah, there there can be good ones and bad ones. Um, I should do a ranking of Niall's songs at some point, but that's going to take me really listening to his album, which I just never do. So we will see. Um, okay, let's move on to recommendations today. Um, my recommendation is to go listen to Leon Bridges' new album. Um, I have been listening to it a lot lately. It's called Good Thing. And I think... One of my favorite songs, I'm pretty sure it's this one. If it feels good, then it must be. I'm not sure. It's whatever one that has, like, the little, like, pings that go on in it. Or, like, I don't know. It's, like, little, like, like ping sounds, like, cash register sound or something. I really enjoy it. Um, but a lot of the songs are so good. And there's only ten songs on the album, so it's super easy to listen to. Um, and I really enjoy his music, and it's good and chill and... It's good to listen to while studying or like on the train or something. So I recommend. And Leon Bridges was um, the opening artist for Harry on his South American tour, leg of the tour, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. So that is very cool. And so if you want to listen to more music that Harry enjoys, go listen to that as well. Um, do you have a recommendation today, Steph? Um, I have two recommendations. Um, one is... Marty Noxon's new TV show, Dietland, which is based on Sarai Walker's book of the same name, mm-hmm. um, which are basically my two recommendations. So <laughs> the book and the uh, a TV adaptation of that. Uh, it's basically a book about diet culture and um, kind of female rebellion against that. Mm-hmm. Um so I, th- I think it's, I, I read the book first uh, a couple of years ago when it first came out and I was very, very impressed just with the, with the, it, it packs a punch. It's, it's, it's separated into you know, the main story of Plum, who is this woman who wants to lose weight desperately. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically her story and it's, you have these interludes of this radical feminist organization who is starting to um, murder men who have <laughs> committed some sort of uh, offense. Um, may that be a more mild one or a very severe one. And they start murdering people and leaving the bodies. Oh, wow. And so this is a fictional book? <laughs> this is a fictional book, yes. It's, I mean, it's very timely, which is why they have adapted it for TV and mm-hmm. in the TV version these two sections, so Plum Story and these radical interludes, they, I think they, they, they will merge at some point. Mm-hmm. They are, I think, three episodes in or four episodes in. 
and it's a bit different than the book, but I think it's um, it's it's interesting. So I think I'd I'd recommend that if anybody is looking for a new show to watch. Well, thank you. That sounds very interesting, and I've looked up pictures, and the art looks really cool on the book. So cool. Um, all right. Let us know if you have any general feedbacks or suggestions for the show. Um, we'd love to hear your opinions on On My Own um, or who Taylor Swift should collab with and the chances that Harry will collab with her. I'll put out a poll later, um, I think, after this um, on Twitter and see what you guys have to say about it because I'm looking forward to that. Um, and you can also... No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying thank you for listening to episode 139 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on social media at... Uh, on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go on Tumblr, which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or Instagram, which is just talkdirection. And you can follow me individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N-I-R Foster. Um, and Steph, where can they find you? Do you have anything to promote here? Um, you can all find me on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, it's at neveryourgirl. Nice. And that's basically it. <laughs> cool. Um, and then if you would like to go follow me on Patreon, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash talk direction, you can. We have a whole bunch of extra bonus content over there. Um, I'm going to be refunding last month's of Patreon because I didn't put anything up because I was home and I got overwhelmed with school stuff and I was sick and there's a lot of excuses I could say. Um, but pretty much I didn't put anything up, so I'm going to refund last month for everyone. Um, but we are recording a new Talk Direction down low um, today, which is going to all be about Zane's GQ um, magazine interview. And also he posted a song on Twitter as well. Um, and just sort of him coming with his upcoming album because he's been posting on Twitter that it's coming soon. Um, so we're going to discuss that on Talk Direction down low. So if you'd like to hear that, um, definitely go check out patreon.com slash talk direction. You can also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you never miss an episode and it comes right to your subscription box as soon as it is released. And we are also on SoundCloud and there is a SoundCloud app. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Steph. Thank you so much for listening. And Steph, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad we got this done, despite me being super flaky and not being great at responding and changing the date last minute and all that type of stuff. You have been amazing with all of that, and I'm glad we could make this happen. And You have been a very lovely guest, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Yay. And actually, we never mentioned this, but Steph and I have met up in person two times now. Um, the first time was in the fall at Harry's concert. Um, we just, it was not for very long, but um, after the concert, we saw each other. And then um, just a couple weeks ago, we met up um, in London when you were here. And we went out to dinner and had a really nice time. So that was really great. And now you've been on the podcast. So very good. Um, I will see you next time for episode 140. Um, I forgot to say this at the beginning, but I'll insert it. I'll record it afterwards and insert it. But next episode won't actually be 140. I'm going to put this up episode up um, now, <laughs> the day we're recording it, because if I don't, I won't have time to do the other editing, because the other editing for the other episodes is going to be really long, and this one will not be very long, um, just because I'm not going to insert clips of the actual songs. And for the other two episodes, there's a lot of 
inserting clips and editing that I have to do. Um, so all the episodes are going to be out of order. <laughs> but so the next next episode that goes up isn't actually 140. It'll be 138 and then 130. It'll be 137, then 138. This is 139, which will already be out. 140 is going to come in like four weeks. But <laughs> sorry for all the messing up. I don't want to change the numbers of the episode because that's just too difficult. Um, but I bet you guys can all figure it out. Um, but I will see you next time for some episode, and I'm very sorry about all the uh, the missed episodes in the past month of June. It was a very busy month for me, um, but thank you for sticking with me. I will see you soon. Bye! Cause I want you bad. Yeah, I want you, baby, slow, slow hands, like sweat dripping down